0: Casting live from the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. Tony Hill, touchdown, Tony Hill! Brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Mahindra. Find your nearest Mahindra dealer at TexasMahindraDealers.com. And by SWBC Mortgage. Prepare to win. Call SWBC for all your insurance needs. Now your hosts, Mickey Spagnola and Bill Jones.
1: It's the first Wednesday in September, and you know what that means. It's time for another football season and time for another SWBC Mortgage Legends show from the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. I am Bill Jones. Mickey Spagnola is away this evening, but he is expected to be back next Wednesday night. We're happy you could join us here all along the Cowboys Network and live audience here at the Cowboys Club, and we kick off the Legends show as we always. Do with a very special guest, and that would be the six-time Pro Bowler, Mister Nate Newton, is in the house. Hello, Nate. How you doing? How you doing, Bill?
0: Glad to be here, man. Glad to be in front of all these great fans. Oh wait, we
1: got applause there. Let's Uh, hold out for the applause. Yes.
0: My wife's the only one clapping, but uh, (laughs) hey, it's it's understandable. You know what I'm saying? Well, Nate, you ready for some football? I've been ready, man, and we've you know been out to the uh, training camp for three weeks. Or what was that? uh, What three, four weeks? And Having fun and watching these guys prepare and get ready, and I know they're excited, excited too. You know, right along with us. Four weeks out at
1: Oxnard. Was and it now, four? Something I think it was for you. Wow. I mean, they arrived on a Tuesday yes. and left. It, it was probably three and a half weeks. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I, yeah I enjoyed it. But now we're
1: four days away, really yeah. three and a half days away, basically from the first game of the year against the Carolina Panthers, and especially after this preseason. The growing trend in the NFL, not to play your starters much at all in the
0: preseason. I think everybody is itching to see this on Sunday. It Definitely. is going to be a a battle of the trenches. I mean, I'm I'm coming right out and saying it. I mean, our offensive line has been hit by injuries. Uh, The Panthers' offensive line has been hit by injuries. But I think we we kind of got a a, a more stable offensive line due to the fact that we have more all pros than they do. So uh, I'm ready for it to go. I'm ready for it to kick off.
1: Yep and we will uh, dive into the matchups as uh, the Cowboys take on a Panthers team that was 11 and 5 a year ago made mm. the playoffs lost in the wild card round to the New Orleans Saints of course the Cowboys 9 and 7 a year ago this is the year though the Cowboys turn it around because it's every other year that's been the trend here <laughs> lately right
0: Yeah but you know what the, the only difference is we didn't make the playoffs but we did we did have a winning that's season exactly yes, right. 9 and 7 that's, We That's exactly right.
1: that, That's exactly right all right, and uh, we'll go down memory lane a little bit Nate's career also. It is the legend show. So yeah. so different from the other shows you do for DallasCowboys.com, we're going to focus on Nate a little bit too and go okay. back to the Super Bowl teams of the 90s.
0: Yeah, let's do that a little bit, man, but I, I You don't want you don't do I'm, too I'm, much I'm of it. I'm just pumped though. up, you know, about this season and 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 I'm so caught up in where way we're going to be, how we're going to get this done. and and But I'll talk about whatever the fans want to talk about, whatever. You know, y'all have questions and stuff like that, so I'll be excited. So
1: the fans here at the Cowboys Club are wondering, well, how do we ask questions? Well, we've got the answer for you. We've got Danny Sorek around here somewhere. With, Danny, where are you? Where is Danny? Danny's Don't over hide, there with Danny. a wireless microphone. And so as this hour progresses, that wireless microphone will be yes, in operation. Hi and there is danny how you doing danny i'm
2: good i'm doing well
1: you know you have some huge shoes to fill danny as uh nate newton once upon a time on the legend show was in that role that you're
0: in right Nate? you have some fond
1: memories of that i love
0: it i mean when you get to uh, interact as the legends come up and they're talking with bill i would normally get with the uh with the guests out there, man, and, and messing around with them, finding out about the kids, and you know everybody want to brag on it, you know how great their kid is as a football right. player. So I, I listen to him. So know? Danny,
1: that that's some of the stuff that you need to do in your <laughs> yeah. role as our <laughs> sideline reporter here on the. Yeah, she's uh, already doing show. it, you Danny. I want to, yeah. Danny. First off, I want to find out a little bit about you because you also have some big shoes to fill because. A lady by the name of Smacker Miles yeah. was our yes. sideline reporter last year here on The Legend Show. Smacker, as you all recall, if you listened to the show last year, the daughter of Les Miles, the former LSU and Oklahoma State head coach. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Danny. Where'd you go to school?
2: I'm from Plano, went to Plano Senior High.
1: Plano Senior High, yeah. home of the fighting Rex Burkheads.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I uh, went That's to high good. school. Yeah. Then I went off to Mizzou. so M I Z. M I Z. like Mickey. M-I-Z?
1: M-I-Z? Oh, well, Mickey's not here to complete that. So, yeah. so
2: next time he's here, I'll make sure to that's say right. it again and so, he'll yeah. complete it.
1: So next next Wednesday, the rest of us don't know how to spell Mizzou. <laughs> nah. But Mickey does. Wow. That's what you learned at that school, right? Yes,
2: that's what I learned when I went to school for journalism, and now I am here. Great journalism
1: fun. school at Mizzou. How'd Mizzou do in their season opener?
2: Awesome. Over 50 points,
1: I think it's a good
2: start. Tennessee Martin. If you would ask me if I ever heard of them a week ago, the answer would be no. But I've heard of them now, and I know that we have won.
1: It's that tough SEC (laughs) non-conference schedule there. Got Tennessee Martin right out of the chute. It's better to start
2: on a high, right? That's exactly
1: right. Uh, All right, so uh, anybody that's got a question for Nate? about the current Cowboys, about anything. Uh, find Danny, and uh, she has the wireless microphone for you. Uh, let's uh, update things with a little injury report. We had the first wow. injury report of the season today as the Cowboys practiced out here. We are, by the way, here in the Cowboys Club, we're overlooking the practice field. And on Wednesdays, they work out outdoors on the practice fields here. The one surprise on the injury report today was Cheeto Awuzie was on the report. Uh, he was limited in practice. Uh, with uh, what is described as a back injury, not believed to be serious since he did participate in a lot of it, but Nate's got a look of concern on his face. You really liked what you saw from Cheeto in training camp, didn't you? You know, and he,
0: last year he was he was injured on and off. You know, his, his rookie year, and, and he's had a great training camp with just you know a little nagging knee here and there, but. You never want to start a season hearing that one of your guys that you uh, that's going to play a big role in your season, you know, having a nagging back because we are around here. Backs are not a good thing, so don't don't repeat that to anybody.
1: That's exactly <laughs> right. Kayvon Frazier, as expected, was on the injury report. Uh, that, now they don't list until the end of the week after the Friday practice whether he's questionable or probable or whatever for the game on Sunday. But uh, in taping the Jason Garrett show today, Jason said that Kayvon will play on Sunday. And it's going to be a big assignment for these safeties, too. I mean, yes. when you look at that Carolina offense, right?
0: Oh, yeah, they can get deep. Uh, Cam likes to throw it deep. Uh, they're going to have to come up and make some tackles on the on the good running back that they have. Uh, but I think Kayvon is ready for the task. I think the uh, only thing that kind of worries me is that Jeff Heath is a up-on-the-line guy. Kayvon is up-on-the-line guy. And they're going to have to put Heath back deep in the hole. And, that, and that's not where he excels at, I mean, for us making plays. Now, he is more than adequate and can handle the situation. But I would like to see Jeff Heath up. And if we could find somebody maybe that could play deep. And, of course, would
1: be, that yeah. would be Xavier Woods. Yes. But uh, Woods is out with a hamstring. He was not practicing uh, today. And it right. looks like he won't be able to play on Sunday. The other news Uh, after uh, much speculation Mm -hmm. all offseason. Earl Thomas has ended his holdout with the Seattle Seahawks. He reported for duty. And I think all along, when you look at all that trade speculation about Earl Thomas, The Seattle Seahawks were not trading Earl Thomas to the Dallas Cowboys at this point in the season. Their home opener is against the Cowboys in week three. Mm -hmm. They could not afford to have Earl Thomas (laughs) go back to Seattle as a member of the
0: Dallas Cowboys, right? Uh, Doesn't that make sense? It it makes sense, man. And um, one thing that we know that Earl Thomas is, he's a competitor. And once he, you know, regardless of how he feels about the organization, once he steps across the line, and puts on and don his pads he's gonna be all in for the seattle seahawks he's gonna do everything he can once he hits that field with the other soldiers out there so i I was kind of hoping that if anything would break it would break before he get into those pads yep
1: and uh so anyway he would he would have started missing out on a half a million dollars a week
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) if
1: he missed games and uh so Earl Thomas, he's not happy. He posted on Instagram that he's not happy. So let's see on down the road. We'll see where these teams are after week three and leading up to the trade deadline to see if uh, something might
0: resurface later. And I think
1: Xavier Woods is going to play very well once he gets back healthy
0: again. I I hope so because, like I say, Kayvon Frazier and Jeff Heath are two of the same guys. They're better up close to the line. They can – Playback, you know, but uh, the coverage skills—I kind of question Kavon coverage skills. I think Heath is a better cover guy when it comes to tight ends and running backs coming out of the backfield. It'll be more of a challenge for Kavon, but I think we can get through this. If I if I front end does what it does did in training camp and in the preseason, if I front end, I front four guys, six guys, eight guys, do what they're supposed to do. Uh, We can cover up a lot of that.
1: Okay. As a former player, how much are these guys chomping at the bit to play real games on
0: Sunday? They're excited. I mean, like you said earlier, no one looks forward to preseason anymore. I mean, the teams are about made. You bring in 90 guys in the camp, but at least uh, 40, 45 to 47 of those guys kind of know, the coaches kind of know who they are. The other few guys, you know, coming off other people's rosters or adjusting your roster, you know, for those last few guys. But these guys are more than ready. They're excited, especially our defense. I mean, we knew from the second padded practice that we had something special in our defense. Now, will it translate when they get on the Audubon come Sunday? We, I don't know because you go from virtually a walk-through. Audubon, you go yeah. whatever speed you, you want, you can go, right? That's right. And so – Will our defense look as fast as they look against the 49ers, as fast as they look against the Texans? They, our defense, it, just from day one, and, w- and where you can really tell is when we go one-on-one pass rush versus our offensive line. And when they were equal in sometime uh, being better than our offensive line and one-on-one pass block, I'm like, wow, we, we may have something here.
1: Okay. Back in the 90s, that when that team got off the bus, you had an air of confidence about yes. you that you were going to win whatever game you're playing. Are you starting to see that with this bunch?
0: I, I think so because they they don't know the fear, Cam. I mean, you got enough young guys. Uh, you got – veterans in the right spots but you got enough young guys to you know they they, they don't know cam they, they don't know what he can do i mean they'll find out you know you know once you break you know to me cam plan, newton yeah. still
1: seems like a young player yeah he but does just
0: looking up his stats today i
1: for, forgot it was 2011 was his rookie year yeah he's been in the this is his
0: eighth year in the league but he he cares uh, he carries an air about him yeah he does makes he always has even leading, when, even yeah. as a rookie he yeah. had that air about him. so but these guys don't know. They, they, you know, they, they, they don't know. They, McCaffrey, I, okay, so what? I mean, we're going to tackle this guy, and we're going to make some things happen. And sometimes that youth, youthful ir, uh, ignorance yeah, helps. As long as, you, as long <laughs> as you uh, play your spot. If you're supposed to be in the A-gap, be in the A-gap. If you're supposed to be back deep in the hole, be back deep in the hole. When You, you know, play your position. And, and the arrogance comes from our defense. And I've always, in our day, in our heyday, when we was rolling, our arrogance was carried by our defense. Our offense was good. It was powerful. It was efficient. You know, but our, our defense was the arrogant ones. They're how the much ones did that Charles Haley
1: sense. bring that? He brought
0: – wow. He, he, all you got to do is be around this place during the week when Charles come out and you'll know how much this guy uh, – he, he made players believe that that, that they were better – than what they were, he brought uh, arrogance to the room, uh, um, uh, just a dominance in, the, in his personality, the way he practiced, the way he done things, uh, the way he the way he watched films was a little bit different. And, than and most by the people.
1: time he got to the Cowboys, he already had skins on the wall. Yes, he did. So.
0: Yes, he did, and so. He was a little edgy at times, he a little was. hard to deal with, but hey. especially for the media. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but he was—he was a fireball. He was, he, he was a spark plug.
1: All right, we're just getting started here on the SWBC Mortgage Legend Show from the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. We take your questions here, the audience at the Cowboys Club, and we continue on the Cowboys Radio Network in just a moment. ...of lineman who once upon a time. Was a Washington Redskin. Briefly. Wow. Signed as a college free agent. What
0: year was that? Uh, 83.
1: 83. 83. 84, yes, sir. And Nate uh, got cut, right?
0: I was so happy.
1: So happy. You didn't yeah. want to be a Redskin yeah, anyway, I've been a Cowboy since
0: I was 11 years old. So, you But know. you
1: went to the USFL. Oh, yeah, went United
0: there. States Football League. He played for the Tampa Bay Bandits. And guess who one of our owners were? It wasn't Trump, because he was the New Jersey Generals, wasn't he? He was one of our owners. Was he really? Yeah, he the one that led the fight to the $3 loss Yeah, he one of the USFL
1: owners, yeah, but he yeah. wasn't a Tampa Bay Bandit owner. No, right? um, yeah. they
0: think Burt Reynolds was our owner. Oh, really? Yeah, Burt, Burt, Burt Reynolds. Reynolds. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, so, you know, hey, we got to know when to hold them, know when to roll them, baby. <laughs> Tampa Bay Bandits. Burt Reynolds played college football, I at think. At Florida State. Florida State, yes, that's sir. right. Yes, yeah. sir. So, uh, Did agree. he know
1: a lot about football?
0: Did yeah. you ever see him? Yeah, he. We, we, as when the season got started, he they would rent, get this big black stage, coat with all these black pretty horses, and uh, you know with the cheerleaders, and the guy would be on there, run around the whole Tampa old Tampa stadium inside. And be, the something bro. Yeah, like yeah, and then uh, all of a sudden he'd throw that thing in park, and he'd jump out, wave it, everybody be going <laughs> crazy. We used to have more fans than the bucks. Yeah, yeah, we used to average about forty. Yeah, the bucks weren't that. any good back <laughs> then. No, they were great. It was great, but we loved it. We was a spring league that we should have stayed there. We should have stayed in the spring, and 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 that thing would have been successful. We could have been feeding the NFL, but they couldn't come to agreement or nothing like that. So, so
1: how did you become a cowboy?
0: Uh, okay, I'm gonna tell you now. This is a funny story because. Uh, when I first came out of school, you know, the USFL played a year before I played because I wanted to wait on the on the NFL, whether they drafted me or not. And one of the first people to show up at my door after the draft was over was the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, it was funny because I got a call from the Steelers. Then I got, I think I got a call from the Redskins. And then when I hung up the phone, a knock came at my door. I'm like, wow, man, who's knocking on my dad? Because everybody know Mr. Newton. Mm-hmm. After 9 o'clock, you don't knock on the Newton's, Newtons <laughs> door, you know, at, well, after 8. Yeah. You know, you didn't knock on our door. So I'm peeping out, you know, and I, I see this white guy. <laughs> you know, I mean, I live in a black, all-black neighborhood. So In Orlando? Uh, yeah, in Orlando, you know, Richmond Heights. So mm-hmm. I look out, and this ain't white guy. I'm like, wow, man, the police? I mean, <laughs> I, I know I hadn't done anything <laughs> wrong, you know what I'm saying? So I open the door. And it's it, it's a scout, Dallas Cowboys scout, and I I want to say Walter somebody I don't, and uh, he comes. Walt No one, yeah, it was yeah. another guy. Okay. And so he walks in and how you doing I'm with the Dallas Cowboys and and uh and you know you, evidently you're Nate an and I'm like yes sir and and uh how may I help you I'm like how may I help you He's like <laughs> well we would like to sign you and he went into this long spill, like uh we're gonna we want to sign you we think you can make our team. We're excited about you. We're not going to give you a signing bonus because we always go to the playoffs, and uh, that's where you can make your money That's that's
1: your signing bonus. and
0: I'm like, I'm looking at him, and and back then, I'm like, the Steelers offered me a signing bonus. The Washington Reds offered me a signing bonus. But here go the team that I grew up loving, the Dallas Cowboys. I wouldn't be worthy of a signing bonus. And this was 1986, 87? (laughs) This was 1979 to 1983, so it was 1983. I came out with that class, Dan Marino and all that right, class. Right, right. So,
1: but that was before your time with Tampa Bay, right? Yeah,
0: that was before I went to the uh, – Okay. I went to the – Okay, so you're talking Madison about back when you were yeah.
1: coming out of Florida and When I was coming out of
0: Florida and m And so I wound up signing with the uh, – that's how I wound up signing with the Washington Redskins.
1: So after USFL, though, how did you get to the Cowboys?
0: uh what happened was on that how i got to the cowboys when the usfl folded they started coming after the top players they were all was there a signing bonus then uh yeah it was then but because they weren't making the playoffs they couldn't
1: tell you (laughs) in 86 87 (laughs) cowboys weren't making the playoffs so
0: so there wasn't that signing bonus so the funny thing about that is here i am i'm living in tampa i'm chilling out in tampa right and uh Back then, you know, remember the coaching shorts, you know, guys my age. I had them. Know, my, my, the course, my wife made me yeah, get rid of them yeah, the when tight we got co- married. <laughs> yeah, the tight coaching <laughs> shorts. And, you know, and so I had my, you know, my shirt on and everything. And, and so, you know, flip-flops or flip-flops. whatever. Flip-flops. You know, my wife said I always say it wrong, but I say flip-flops. But anyway, <laughs> here I am in Tampa, right, and I get this call. Like, uh, you know, once again, I worked out for the Kansas City Chiefs, and I worked out for – uh, Washington. Again. I walked out for Washington first, and I worked out for the Kansas City Chiefs. And believe it or not, I pulled a hamstring. I couldn't believe. It got my size at that time. <laughs> pull a hamstring? I close to four hundred pounds. How could you pull a hamstring? But anyway, I'm back, you know. And so I get this call. Like, hello, da, da, da. I, I, hello. Yeah, this is Gil Brent, Dallas Cowboys. Uh-huh. I'll be coming through the airport at this time on a connection. Could you meet me at the airport. I'm like, oh, okay, Cowboys once again. Here we go again. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I go and I'm and like, I said, I need coaching shorts and you know, shirt and flip flops and, and I <laughs> walk into the tournament back in them days, you just, you know, yeah, check yourself, you can do whatever walk into you the tournament. To. Yeah, yeah you right up to the gate. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did. I met him right at the gate. And here he come, you know, he looking at me, checking me out. You know, everything's he hey, we're gonna bring you in, we're gonna bring you in for a workout and stuff like that. And I'm like, Come on man, I ain't in no shape, I ain't gonna make nobody a team. And uh I said, but okay. He said, uh we know we may not we can wanna sign you, but you know, uh we may not you may not make our team. And I said, that's fine, that's fine. I say for just for me to get a chance. I said, can I meet Coach Landry? (laughs) He he said, yeah. I said, that was worth the trip right there because I don't like flying. But I'm like, I'm getting on this plane. I'm going to meet Coach Landry. You know, I was going to ask him for his hat. But once I got met him, I kind of got nervous. So I didn't ask him for his hat. (laughs) And so it was out in Thousand Oaks, California. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not keeping up with football at that point. I'm kind of really disgusted. So we get out there. And, uh, you probably hadn't been to California very often, had you? Uh, no, I had never been to California, I don't think. And I get out there because I had to pull a hamstring. And they said, uh, can you work out? I said, uh, well, you know, I, I just worked out for Kansas City a week or so ago and I kind of got a slight hamstring. They said, well, we won't tax you. We'll just ask you to do a few things. And I'm working out, doing these drills, and Ernie starting and Coach Meyer was the offensive line coach. Jim Myers. Jim Myers. They, you know, I, I'm competitive now. I mean, I may not look it, but back then I'm competitive. So, they over in the corner <laughs> talking like, man, can you be the size of this guy? Because when I went to the uh, training, I mean, the, the equipment room to get some, some workout clothes, they didn't have nothing my size because the biggest guy at that time. What was were like, you weighing then? I was probably weighing about 360, 370. Oh, wow. So, they, they didn't have clothes to fit me. So it was all you know. Biggest guy was Car- uh,
1: Cur- uh, Crawford Crawford Kerr,
0: and he weighed like two seventy. Yeah, wow. So you know you can imagine all. Of you him. know when
1: Jerry Jones bought the Cowboys, right. I think he, he said that there across the league, there are only like four. That's right. Three hundred pound players yeah. in the entire league in nineteen eighty nine. Right. right. So there yeah. are there are not four <laughs> offensive linemen in this league <laughs> under three hundred pounds,
0: pounds now. Right. I so. bet you. So here I go, I'm sitting up, I'm getting ready to work out, and I hear Coach Jim Myers say, I I done did the grass drill. In fact, they did be doing all these stupid grass (laughs) drills, you know, rolling on the ground, doing this, (laughs) jumping up and down. And so they was getting ready to put me on some monkey bars. And they looked at my size, and I heard (laughs) Coach Myers say, tell uh, Coach Stotton, I bet you $5 he can't even do 4 chin-ups so, mm. you know you heard that i heard that, huh? I heard that and the coach stopped to look at me said i'll take you dog. he looked at me i'll take it they don't think i can hear them you know i'm uh-huh. a young guy and i'm the, so i get <laughs> up there i said okay you know i know they're gonna cut me yeah. so i'm, I'm like I'm, I'm at least let this other guy get this five dollars <laughs> 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 so i get up there and uh the first one i do real easy the second one i do easy and then the third one i'm 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 trembling. I'm straining. <laughs> 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 then the four foot of, oh, oh, I'm really putting on the show. I'm kicking. You know how you're kicking your leg? Then I did, I did like four or five more. and said, there yeah, can I get you $5? And So <laughs> Coach Miles looked at me like, I said, yeah, I heard you, Coach, but it's all right. Let me meet Coach Landry. So, See, no one else had to lift 360 pounds nah. when they did their chin-ups, right? Right. So I go to meet Coach Landry. And uh, I'm getting ready to shake his hand. I get a, I get a picture, an autograph picture. I don't to where my picture. <laughs> and I and he signs this picture and everything. And I'm I'm getting ready. The young lady at that time name was Lily, I'm, I'm I'm like, hey, Lil, I, I'm I'm on, I'm on my way home. You know, they finna, you know, they're not gonna sign me. Yeah. And they walk up and sign me. They they walk up and say, hey, you know, we want to give you this amount of money, uh, for signing bonus. Uh, yeah. we would like to try to you know keep you here and see if you can make the team but it was only two weeks left and i said uh i said well cool fine you know so i said you were ready
1: to pay them to
0: play yes no no <laughs> i know this is going to cut me in two yeah. weeks so i'm like okay so i'm gonna sign this. so i call the young lady hey neil we got the you know at that time i was buying a house i said we got the down payment for the house it's just enough you know and uh, i said i'll be home in, the, in two weeks you know i never you know i never went back to tampa I and the rest, did. as they say, is history. Yeah, Six Pro Bowls left. I left Lil in the house and everybody right in Tampa. I ain't never been back. Wow. it's <laughs> so, <That's man>. good. <laughs> yeah. Wow. All right.
1: We continue and we take your questions when we come back in the SWBC Legends Show from the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco.
0: It's a touchdown the SWBC Mortgage Dallas Cowboys Legends Show, broadcasting live from the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco.
1: This is Bill Jones, no Mickey Spagnola this week. Mickey should be back next week here at the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco, the SWBC Mortgage Legends show. Our Legends guest this week. Kicking off the new season is Nate Newton, and we've got Danny Sarek with the wireless microphone, the pride of Plano Senior High School and the University of Missouri. Hello, Danny.
2: Hi, guys. Our first question tonight comes from Drisco. From Frisco, get this—born in San Francisco. I kid you not. No way! No way! I even asked. I said, "Did you move to Frisco because it rhymed with your name?" And he said, "No, just coincidence." How great is that? (laughs) Wow! He's our first. Got our first question for you tonight, Nate.
0: Hey, Nate. uh, I know you were on the All-USFL team. A lot of people may not know that, but there's a lot of great players on that team. Oh yeah, man. We had Reggie White, man, and a few other guys. Uh, Gary Anderson. Uh, was a great running back uh, at yeah, Arkansas. Uh, 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 Carter, uh, I can't think of a first name. Man, a uh, Michigan uh, wide receiver, Anthony Carter. Oh yeah, you, we got a few. Uh, Herschel Walker. You know, we had we had yep. some players now. And uh, so, so, so when you came to the Cowboys, you had a great coach, and then another one came after that named mm-hmm. Jimmy Johnson. Uh huh. And it's my feeling that. Great teams have great coaches. Yes. What do you see in Jimmy Johnson and Landry? You played for both of them, right? Mm-hmm. What's different than some of the other coaches that aren't doing what, you know, not winning like that? Uh two different eras, but one but one thing. That their, their their will and determination and their focus never wavered in what they were trying to do. When when they believe that uh like when coach Johnson was jogging with his, he would take all his coaching staff, but mainly the defensive coaching staff, and he would go jogging because him and coach Wanstad are very close. And just one day they jogging and walking, jogging. He said, man, you know, we got to do something to shake up the Dallas Cowboys. And all of a sudden Herschel Walker name comes up because he's figuring out a way to, to energize this team. And, and they like, no, nah, not not Herschel. And he's like, yeah, Herschel. The best player yeah. on the team. And he, because he wasn't the type, Herschel was not the type of running back that he was used to. You know, Herschel was straight ahead, plowed through you, make things happen, uh, had the ability to go with the home run, but he wasn't that wiggly type guy. And when when they found Minnesota was more than willing to give up their whole squad to have him. <laughs>
1: and all uh, their draft picks. Yeah,
0: and, and, and it just goes back, and I'll say this real quick, I remember him and Mr. Jones was out in the field, was getting ready to play Joe Montana in the 49ers in, his, in our 80, 80, 88, 89 season. And, uh, and uh, Mr. Jones asked him, Mr. Jerry Jones said, man, what will it take for us to be like the 49ers? And he, and he didn't hesitate. And he was walking through us as players as moving we stretch. And he said, what is it going to take as players? He didn't even hesitate. I'm like, wow, way to hurt our fillers. Because <laughs> you know? we started on the field stretching. But lo and behold, a year later, the Hershey Walker trade happened, and he started bringing guys in, and we, we went on, a, on an amazing run.
1: But you had some players from that era, including Mark Two and yourself yes. on that offensive line, yes. who were part of those Super Bowl teams of the 90s. You Man, just
0: needed more when you When you have talent, you got to be able to see your talent. You got to be able to, 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 to put it in motion. A lot of guys can see talent, but they don't know how to how, how to how to utilize it. That's one thing that Coach Landry knew for the offense that Coach Landry ran. A 300-pound guy like myself wasn't his type of guy. Even though the league was slowly going that way, he felt, and the 49ers felt that if they kept guys around 6'3", 6'4", 240, 270 pounds at the most, they were athletic guys. They were running guys like the guys we have now, Athletic guys, even though they're big, the guys that can get out on the end, run screens, run um, quick trap plays, stuff like that. And that's what Coach Landry wanted was that highly intelligent guy that can – can go to the line and the quarterback can just change the play and you and you run it. And that's what the 49ers at that time in the Dallas Cowboys was, where the league started turning brutish. Where they are like, hey, you can get all the formations you want. We're gonna line up and run you over. And that's what that was the Bears. That was the that was the Bears. The Bears really changed the way the league played.
1: All right, when did you realize that
0: you were gonna be a, a really good player in the NFL? At what point? When Jim Erkenbeck came, I think he came out after my second year. And uh, they started simplifying the offense uh, where, you know, everything wasn't so multifaceted as, you know, when I first got into the league and even with the Washington Redskins, when I was in college, if a player lined up on my head or six inches in or six inches out, the play stayed the same. When I got to the league, if a player moved six inches out, that changed the whole play. I'm coming from FAMU. I'm like, oh my God. And, and then Danny White would go to audible, and I'd be like, next thing you know, I'm jumping all off sides because I don't know the play. I don't know the snap count or nothing. And so.
1: And you were playing what position? Yeah, I was
0: playing guard, left guard. Left guard. Yeah, backup, right. left guard. Right. So I'm in my playbook trying to grasp this offense. I'm like, man, I won't make it. Not here. Redskins was much simpler, but. Here I, I know I wasn't going to make it. Then Jim Erkenbeck came in and started simplifying things. Like, Coach, the dude only moved four inches over this way. Why are we changing the whole play? Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy ought to be able to reach out and get this guy. And Coach Andrews started buying into it that year. But that next year, he was going to change it back to his style of playing. And so I was like, okay, well, I'll, you know, at least I got film to show that I can play. But uh, unfortunately,
1: do you remember who you went fired. up against in your first NFL game? Nah. Okay, nah, I want to take nah. it to present day. Okay. The left guard for the Cowboys, mm-hmm. Sunday against the Carolina Panthers. He
0: will remember.
1: Connor Williams. He's going to remember. From Coppell High School yes. and the University of Texas.
2: Ooh. He's starting
1: at left guard, and he's going up against a Carolina defensive line, a defensive tackles, either Dontari Poe or K1 Short's going to line up over him. What is he going to be thinking?
0: Bull, I'm going to tell you what they're going to be thinking. Okay. Because when I look at this kid, he's a good technician. He got good hips. He got great feet. He can recover. But what he don't have is grown man strength yet. Uh, you know, people think in college that you're strong. But like my dad used to tell me son, when you get your grown man strength, it, it, it's up It's up here mentally and it's in physically. He Once he gets his grown man strength, because they're going to bull rush you. His problem during the whole training camp, was bull rush. Bull rush. And he loves to duck put his head in on a guy. It, that, that's his security blanket. When he got a guy that's bull rushing him and coming on him with power, he try to he try to come back and butt him and slow him down. That worked in college. That ain't working against Poe. Because I remember yeah.
1: I remember Travis Frederick and it may have been his rookie season, he went up against Don Terry Poe in yeah. Kansas City and he and Don Terry Poe is a handful. Yes, he's and a full And Travis man. Frederick, as he as you all know, is four time pro bowler now. Right. And you
0: can you help a guard? Yes. I mean, you can. can help
1: a tackle, have a tight end chipping or a running back, helping on a speed rusher, but how do you help a guard?
0: what 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 what, what we do is we open up the game with a couple of uh, passes, you know, let him short set him, uh, let him get into him, you know, let him be aggressive, you know, on short or either uh, Dontaria, let him be aggressive. Uh, uh, when you run against him, don't always try to go straight at him, you know, trap him. Let my man pull, let the guard pull around, let the center hit him, then let the guard lead. hit him from all different angles to slow him down so he just can't get a fix. Stay in safe, uh, safe situations. You want the third and two. You want the, the – when the first and ten, you wanted to be second and five. You wanted to always where he have to guess, is it a run or is it a pass? Which was the, re- yeah. the
1: Cowboys recipe for success two yes. years ago. They were the probably the best in the league on first down. right? And that was because of who you had back at running back.
0: That's right. Now, this kid can play. And it's going to be maybe three or four uh, snaps a game, maybe five where they're going to put it on him. But he is mentally strong and mentally tough. So now, you try to limit that when it happens. You know, we get into a third and one. It's late in the game. We don't need for him to, to, to have that moment. So, you know, he's got to be focused and ready to go. And all we in the red zone, coming down the stretch, you don't need him on the three-yard line and have that moment. So you got to keep him fresh. You got to keep the plays right. And I think if you saw training camp, we did a lot of pulling. That's going to keep guys guessing. That, that way you just can't lock in on this kid and hurt him. And uh, turn the protection. You know, turn it one way or another so he'll always have a hand to help.
1: And Joe Looney, how, is there a concern there? He had a really good training camp.
0: No, nah, I'm not concerned about Joe Looney. You know, now, uh, yeah, of course he's not Frederick. But he's better than, I think, 60 or 70% of the other centers in the league. And that's saying a lot because – Uh, The Dallas Cowboys have a luxury, and this is where you always hear me get a little upset. You name any team and tell me who has two or more Pro Bowlers on it. Maybe the Tennessee Titans or used to be the Raiders. Raiders did, yeah. I mean, what team has two or more? So if other teams can survive with one Pro Bowler, and a bunch of other guys, we should be able to survive. Well, and you look at the opponent
1: on Sunday, and the Mm -hmm. Carolina Panthers have injury issues on their offensive line. They're missing their left tackle, Matt Khalil. Oh, yes. Their left guard is – well, their left guard, Andrew Norwell, who is a pro bowler, signed with Jacksonville in the offseason. Man, That's something. And then uh, your right tackle, Darrell Williams, has uh, dislocated kneecap in training camp, and he's trying to come back, and you got another guard that's that's been hurt, so they're hurting on their offensive line. We're going to have some more questions from here in the audience when the Dallas Cowboys Legends Show continues in a moment. Touchdown! Oh, Big Ben struck midnight!
0: To the SWBC Mortgage Dallas Cowboys Legends Show, broadcasting live from the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco.
1: For more than 40 years, SWBC Mortgage has been helping people, companies, and financial institutions prepare to win in Texas and across the country. Visit SWBC.com to learn more. Bill Jones with Nate Newton on the Cowboys Legend Show from the Cowboys Club here at the Star in Frisco. Got about 10 minutes left on the show. We've got Danny Sarek with the wireless microphone. Let's go out into the crowd. Danny.
2: Guys, I've got Donna from Flower Mound. And Nate, here's her question for you. Hi Nate with Travis Frederick being unfortunately out now which offensive linemen have you seen really stand out in training camp?
0: Well all of them we 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 were fortunate that we got six uh extraordinary offensive linemen and uh, and all of them. uh, Tyron Smith came in uh man looking looking good and fit uh Zach Martin the president he is who he is just one of the best guards in the league uh now, uh, my man Collins struggled early because they're teaching a little bit different technique with Paul Alexander, but, uh, but he has no problem when the, when the game starts. He's, he's a bulldog, uh, Collins is. And, and the, 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 the thing is, is that Looney, Joe Looney started a project where he started reshaping his body a year or so ago. And this year he came into camp and he's a different guy. Uh, his feet is quicker, his leverage is better, his hand placement is better. Uh, he had a tremendous camp. And then, uh, unfortunately, we, we lost our uh, Frederick, and here we go. Looney falls right in. You know, so the, those six guys looked it looked nice, and, and it's unfortunate that, we, uh, you know, I can't talk about the rest at this time.
1: <laughs> well, and the others, they, they signed a couple here since cut down day. They traded for Parker Inger from the Kansas City Chiefs. And they signed Adam Redmond, so those are backup guys. Tyron
0: Smith did yoga in the offseason. You think that helped him? I, I, I pray to God, it really does have my – and I hope that – you ever tried yoga? No, no, no. I ain't going to stretch unless I drop something on the ground. <laughs> then I've been down to pick it up. That's about all the stretching I'm going to do. Danny,
1: have you ever tried yoga?
2: I have. I really enjoy it.
1: Yeah. What would you recommend? Would you recommend it for
2: us? Sure. <laughs> get, get some flexibility. It's supposed to help calm you down.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. Soothes the nerves. Yeah, that's why well. we got this bar in here, so everybody <laughs> can calm down. I mean, yeah, that
2: you know, probably so... does a better job,
0: I'd
1: say. <laughs> Anybody else with any questions? Come out on out. got, one. I've yeah, got we one. got one. Reading. All right, Danny. cool.
2: All your Super Bowl wins. Which one was the most memorable, and why?
0: Uh, all of them. All, I have great memories of all of them, but that first one, because you don't know what to expect. Everything is coming at you 100 miles an hour. Uh, back then, they used to give us a thousand tickets. Seemed like, and uh, <laughs> boy, we can make all this extra money. And it's just that of course, first it was money. in the Rose Bowl, yeah.
1: in Pasadena, California. So they had a hundred thousand seats. So Ooh, man, it they had more nice. seats to give away. Yeah, man, it was nice. I that mean, was that the perfect one. setting for a football game. Too, yes, it was at the yes, Rose Bowl. I mean, and and for that Super Bowl, Super Bowl Twenty Seven, everybody was in their seat an hour before the kickoff. I mean perfect day they I just mean, knew I'm, they
0: knew buffalo was gonna get us ah they just <laughs> knew buffalo was gonna get us the hated dreaded cowboys wow.
1: so so what were your pre-game uh feelings like you what kind of butterflies did you have before the super bowl
0: you know what any I, different than any other game or what? yeah because i was facing uh bruce smith uh Cornelius bennett they just had a plethora of defensive stars man and, and and I'm looking at all these guys, Daryl Talley. I'm like, it's no way you could turn to get no relief, man. And then our first drive going down, uh, I, they caught me all off guard because at one point I'm thinking I'm, I'm gonna be able to fan out and help to it, and all of a sudden Bruce Smith just slides right down on me and catches the snap. And I'm kind of shocked, and I'm running and turning all I can. And I just got a hand on his hip, and j- and I'm looking at Troy, just barely releasing the ball, and he gets it to Jay Novacek, and I hit the cross. Yeah, and I was like, thank God, because I'd have been the goat, I, but not a good, not the greatest ever, but a real goat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right,
1: the NFC Championship game
0: that year in San Francisco was that one of your favorite memories? Oh man, that was that was that was awesome. That was awesome because. Uh, Coach Johnson was supremely confident that we could go in with a young team and, and, and beat the 49ers, man. And then uh, that's the way Alvin caught the – Yeah. The, yeah, man, wow. I remember Mike Irvin, we in, <laughs> we in the huddle, and Mike looked at Alvin, go on this side, I'm running this route over here. I'm doing, I'm, doing, I'm running that route. All of a sudden they looked over there and switched the, the coverage over there and all of a sudden there goes of Alvin for eight yeah. yards and down so, inside the ten yard yeah. line. And so man, I mean, it, it, that was that was a battle. It was fun. Two evenly matched teams, two teams at the top of their game, two great coaches, and um and we was fortunate enough to get out of that line.
1: And of course that was in the era just before free agency started. Yes. Those were two, the Cowboys and the 49ers, those were the last of the really, what I think, the really great teams. Yes. Because the whole landscape changed when pre-agency
0: hit. It did. And the only one that's seen how to adjust it adjusted well is New England. What's that? The only one that's seen how to adjust it adjusted well yeah, is New England. Is that's New right. England. Yes. I mean, it seemed like they can fight off anything.
1: Okay. It's been 13 years since we've had a repeat champion in the NFC East. Yes. 2004. So 14 years now. Philadelphia went back-to-back back in 2003-2004. All right, so that knocks out Philadelphia. They're not winning this year, right? <laughs> right. So who – okay, we, we did a show, which aired tonight, the Cowboys Insider, right. where you picked the Cowboys to win it. Who's the
0: Cowboys' biggest challenger in the NFC East? It's the Eagles. Yep, the, still Eagles, the Eagles. The Eagles did nothing to hurt themselves, and they brought in a couple of players. And the thing about it is they had a few guys that had uh, surgeries during the offseason. All- I think the wide receiver had a surgery. So they have done nothing to, to, to hurt themselves. Uh, but the, the big mystery. And the quarterback had yeah. surgery too, yes, obviously. Yes, yeah. but the big mystery is the New York Giants. They were an offensive line away. I think, last year of of having nine to ten wins. They were just an offensive line away. They went out and addressed those issues. They drafted Will Hernandez at the right guard. They went out and got Soldier at the left tackle. They moved the other kid that was at the left tackle over the right tackle. They have addressed that. They brought in this Barkley kid. Uh, Second pick in the draft. I think he is something special. And their defense, all they needed last year was – an uh, offense that could take an uh, extra three minutes off the clock, they're going to have that this year. They're going to have that. they got a great I think, a great coach, great offensive coordinator, and and people don't like Eli because he's streaky, and but I like Eli because Eli, at a given time, he likes to drive that ball 15 yards more down the field. So the Giants and the Eagles, look out. What about Alex Smith with the Redskins? F- efficient. He's so gonna run, turn it over. Yeah, he's gonna run that ball. He's gonna run that team the way it's supposed to be ran. Uh, it's just what. It's just what. They, will, will, what will their defense do? This NFC East is gonna be. I think gonna be surprisingly good defensive. Uh, so who East. you got in the Super Bowl? I'm always had a Cowboys. I'm just born and bred that way. So I'm gonna have the Cowboys. I mean, even though we got issues. Okay, I who are the Cowboys. Cowboys gonna play in the NFC Championship game? You know who they're gonna play. Yeah, who, who who's the only team that able to adjust to the, the free agency and, and fight it off? We just thought the and new year. No, no,
1: no, in the NFC Championship the, game. Oh, the NFC Championship
0: game. So okay, so you got the Cowboys no, 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 and uh, Patriots in uh, the Super Bowl. The Saints. The Saints. All the right. Saints. Because just when you j- Drew Brees and his coach know each other and they think alike, and now that they have a running game. They went out and got that kid from UT San Antonio, hoping by the eighth game that he can he can be who he is as a pass rush. I, I, I like the Saints. A lot of people ain't feeling the Saints, but I'm feeling the Saints. What do you think about the Packers? You never count out Aaron Rodgers. You never. This this is the only guy that it don't matter who's on his team as long as you got Aaron Rodgers, you can win ten games. And, and, I'm serious. Do we ever say, oh, the Green Bay Packers got injuries? Oh, the Green Bay Packers lost this. Oh, it's like, hey, man, Aaron Rodgers lining up. It's over. Hey, when they when they won the Super Bowl <laughs> out at our place right. here, they had a ton of injuries that season. They don't care. But they had Aaron Rodgers. That's right. They go get a wide receiver. Hey, man, play running back today. We got Aaron Rodgers. They don't care.
1: All right. So, last couple of minutes here. What's the key to a Cowboys win in Carolina on Sunday?
0: Win in the trenches. You know, I always believe when you go on the road, there's three things that you have to have you have to maintain. You have to have a defense. And I think this year here we, we, we finally going to have a defense that can make some stops or get a turnover. And uh, in a run game, I know we got a run game. I don't, I don't care who is at the offensive line, we got a run game. And our special teams have to be efficient. You know when you can make a play make the play but don't make any bad plays you know and we got a new kicker
1: that's right we do he kicked a 57 yarder a week ago in houston
0: yeah he did. who's going to emerge as the uh, top wide receiver uh it's going to be michael gallup uh oh is it yeah the I, rookie third round i think pick. mr stephen jones is sitting over there it should <laughs> sure be michael gallup <laughs> throw him the ball <laughs> So you got Michael Gallup as the leading receiver yeah. on this team. Yeah, by the eighth game, a sixth or seventh or eighth game, he's not starting. But by the sixth or seventh or eighth game, I'm going I'm to a, I'm a force feed him. I'm going to make sure that this kid, because he showed in training camp, after his first two days of practice, he showed in training camp that he can be consistent, that he will run routes. All he need now is reps. Don't deny him his reps. Defensive MVP. Uh, after DeMarcus Lawrence. I'm, I'm I'm going with Randy. I got I got Randy a soft Gregory. spot for Randy. I got a, you right. know I got a soft spot for that.
1: in defensive ends. Yes, there. sir. Randy Gregory, yes and Demarcus sir. Lawrence. They're going to have how many sacks
0: between them? Uh, one going to have uh, eight, and the other going to have fifteen. Now you pick which so 23 one. Twenty-three sacks yeah. between them. Yeah,
1: which is about what Demarcus Ware did. One. <laughs> yeah. All right, that does it for our Cowboys Legends Show. Brought to you by SWBC Mortgage for Nate Newton. I'm Bill Jones. We will see you again next Wednesday night from the Cowboys Club. At Choctaw Casino and Resort Durant, you'll find a...